Nail it. Okay, okay. cool. Okay. Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Rhiannon. And I'm Jordan, and this is Better Building with Buck. Uh, we're excited to share with you today's episode, which is number two, uh, house plans. Our topic of discussion is going to be uh, blueprints and floor plans and sort of certain types of plans that come with building your own house, whether your house be a stock plan or a custom. Um, we're going to elaborate on that further for you today. And uh, here's Jordan, the owner and operator of Buck Robertson Contracting. And uh, yeah, I guess we're going to get started. Right on. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Giver, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm so happy. Uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed our first episode of Building Better with Buck. Um, and um, yeah, today's going to be about house plans. Um, each one of these podcasts is, is actually related back to a blog post that we're doing too. So um, if you're looking for more definition or, or understanding a little bit more um, what we're talking about, we do have a blog post that you can uh, read about that on our website, uh, buckrobertsoncontracting.com. Um, and then go to our blog section. So um, today we're going to be talking about house plans and I wanted to ask Rhiannon a little bit about herself and, and how she started out with uh, getting into being a CAD technician and, and an interior designer. Awesome. Thanks Jordan. That's a really good question. Um, so I guess originally I really had a love for architecture, anything interior design or interior decorating, houses just in general. Um, that's kind of what got me into the niche. However, um, I do have a bit of a joke for all of you guys, um, which will align with what I'm about to tell you afterwards. Um, so what is the difference between an interior decorator and interior designer? Only a degree or two. <laughs> Anyways, so I needed to make that joke because there's a little bit of, uh, like things are a little bit of unclear, they're a bit unclear when it comes to interior decorating and interior design. And I was totally one of those people who was unclear on that when I embarked on my journey of design. Um, I got into a degree of interior design and I'm just gonna admit it, I fully thought it was interior decorating and boy, was it a shock when I realized how technical it was. Um, the good thing was though, is I found that the fit and finish and sort of the colors and the furniture um, and the fluffy and the fun and the coloring part of, of um, design was not really my niche. I, Definitely took more liking to um, the more technical side, the architectural side, the building envelope, um, space planning. Uh, so yeah, I guess that is how I embarked on my design journey. Was, I just always had a love for structures, houses, interiors, um, finishes, colors, furniture, layouts, um, solving problems and puzzles. And that ended me up uh, where I am today. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's super awesome. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, we kind of started out the podcast talking about design build because we were, we were excited about um, us being able to become a design build company, which is when you have uh, a, somebody that is also designing your plans, working with the builder and, and you're able to have a cohesive uh, teamwork and um, both people are able to understand what, what, what another likes. So you're not losing out on the, the back and forth of, uh, miscommunication and you're able to move that project ahead with uh, ease and 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 uh, proficiency um, but yeah I guess we'll go back to talking about house plans and uh, um, there's kind of a couple of different um, ways in which you can come about uh, getting a house plan organized and and everybody can have also their different interpretation of what a house plan is so the 
what we're going to kind of go over is um, situations that we kind of have happen when somebody feels they have a house plan for us, um, a situation where um, we're working with them and then also a situation where um, we're looking for the house plan and, and then uh, somebody else is taking on the project. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about stock plan and, sure. and, and when somebody comes to us and they, they figure that they, they have a house plan or they come to the builder and they say, um, yeah, we have a house plan and uh, what that looks like and where it needs to go to turn into a plan that can be submitted to the city. Yeah, so it's it's pretty, pretty it's fairly common that people come in with sort of uh, a stock plan that they've pulled off Genish online or just an image off of like a Google search and whether that be they've searched a three bedroom, two bathroom, two story or whatever, we do um, have people coming in um, with these general stock, or these generalized stock plans um, and while they're helpful in sort of giving the designer and the builder an idea of what the wish list is, sometimes those can come, like they can come with a lot of pros because, well, you sort of have your concept already thought out. Um, but there are some cons that come along to those stock plans. Um, so these plans that you see online, they are not, um, they, they may not be compliant with the local government zoning bylaw and they may not be compliant with the uh, BC Building Code or the Canadian National Code, um, as you, be, you may be finding these plans from all over the world. Uh, so it's really important to keep that in mind um, because that could change a lot of things with your design. Another thing, um, sort of another con that we've noticed in our travels when people bring in stock plans is the layout that they've provided with us doesn't exactly line up with the exterior aesthetic that they're looking for. So say if we got like a really like angular boxy house, but they wanted something that was, uh, this is, I mean, we don't get Art Nouveau, but say we wanted something that actually, say they wanted an exterior that actually had a lot of curvature to it or like a Victorian or a Gothic or something like, well, this floor plan isn't going to work for that. It's not going to complement that kind of exterior. So, and a lot of these floor plans don't come with elevations provided. Um, Can I, I'll just please, say yeah. something about the yeah, elevation totally. stuff. So like also too, when somebody comes to us with a house plan and then, you know, we go out as a builder and go look at this, this lot and there's no way that that house would either fit in into the parameters that is, mm. Uh, being on that lot itself or even just the lay of the land. Um, lots of the lots uh, in and around the Vancouver Island area are uh, on rock, on a hill. Um, there's not a lot of flat lots left and the people that do get them, well, right on. <laughs> You're lucky. And uh, But yeah, that's what we're dealing with is rock and hills. So um, when you look at a house plan and it's a two-story simple square box house or, or something that's more like sprawling, um, it's a matter of how do we get that onto the property and, and how are we going to get there. Um, so yeah, like you said, it's like, uh, you know, it, it's it's not a bad place to start to kind of get somebody's yeah. ideas rolling, but um, some of these places where you get those plans from, you're, you're also paying a, a, a sum of money for and, yeah. and whether if that actually is going to hold any value for you moving forward is another question. Yeah, I agree totally. Yeah. The, the lay of the land as well. It might just not complement the lot you've purchased and you'll have to go with the whole new design after you know, you've know you maybe paid for this design already or 
where the designer has taken time to draft it out, etc. So, I um, I'll just one more thing about that is that the stock plan is probably your your yes. cheapest yeah. like option if you're getting right out of the right out of the gates. But um, with Rianne's experience, often what happens is if can I speak for you for that? Of course, yeah. yeah please, so yeah. that it often is that um, there's a lot more work that ends up going into the plans and and. Another side to that too is 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 your lifestyle, right? You're you're going to spend all this money on this house, which wasn't designed around your lifestyle at all. Um, so that's something to really take into consideration if you're wanting to um, have a house that functions in the way that you function, um, and I, that's really important. I feel. Yeah. So I think it's just good to you know, as a designer, I'm always open to getting sent you know three different plans, and you can pick apart what you've liked from those plans. And then we can conglomerate something that actually suits you and your needs and your family needs. Um, but uh, yeah, we can move on to the next okay, one if yeah, you're ready. Yeah, yeah if you want to. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so the next sort of plan that w is pretty common for you to get your hands on when you're ready to design your house is a stock plan that has been designed in-house. So, um, so... I guess, so the, the pro, there's many pros to this, um, is this plan has sort of been worked over and over and over. So it's almost always guaranteed to comply with the local government zoning bylaw, um, and it's always being updated to all of the updates required by the BC Building Code, um, as well as Jordan and I have worked on this plan through and through to work out, you know, every little kink that we think might be a problem or something. Um, it is quite economical as well. Um, because a stock plan is, we, we would have this finished in-house already. So it would be almost the least amount of work for us. We would need to obviously add your specific site information and there's some changes that clients may want to see, um, which I'll come back to that because that's part of a con there. Um, actually, I, I guess, so the con there would be if you're coming in and you want to do a stock plan that's made in-house, you're going to be limited to the amount of changes um, that can be made. Because um, once you start moving around structural walls and you start changing roof lines and stuff, now all of a sudden we're needing to update seismic or potentially engineering on it. And that's become kind of a cost for us. So if you're looking for something that's, that's maybe for resale or something that's not your forever home, a starter home or something like that, uh, the stock plan in-house is pretty useful for you. Um, but I'll let Jordan kind of dip in here with his experience in it as well too. Um, yeah, like I, I, I built lots of, lots of houses from stock plans from, from, uh, plan designers. Actually, I was working a lot with, uh, Keen Anderson at Green Plan. Um, he was great, great to work with. Um, we had a great working relationship. I, I was just, um, I felt that moving forward that with, with Buck Robertson, it was going to be great to be able to have somebody that I could, ref we could work together and refine that process a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and I really have been looking forward to working with Re. It's actually been quite a long journey to get to where it we has. are. So I've been pretty excited yeah. that, that we finally be able to make that happen. And um, so now we're going to talk about custom house plans and uh, the value that they can bring to to the the owner of uh, the home and and the family that's going to be occupying that house. So with a custom set of plans, especially when you work with a design build team, is that you have the interest of the plan designer, the builder, um, and you also can get insight too from all of the trades in which that are going to actually come to your job and do the work. 
um, at the very beginning, the input from the other trades is is less less important. But if the builder has a question about how the plan's developing and how he feels like a part of the plan may be impacted um, by the design, then he can reach out. Now, if you're getting a set of house plans which didn't get that you know uh, brush over by the builder before they're completed. Then you're going back to the drawing board and you might have been dead set on this particular house plan that that is uh, going to give you less than desirable outcomes because the plan hasn't been thought out fully. In a custom set of plans, there's usually um, more detail, uh, more thought into what's important to you. Um, what else can I share about that? Um, I'm going to elaborate like uh, sort of when it comes to... I guess a custom house design, just sort of jumping in there. Um, it takes a lot more time than the last two plans that we had discussed. It's it's a much more, it's a deep dive and an intimate process. Um, so on top of sort of everything that generally comes with every set of plans, that would be like a site plan, elevations, cross-section, um, seismic plans, maybe engineering um, a custom set of plans um, may look a little more loaded than that because you're really zeroing in on spaces that you and your family love to spend time and function in. So kind of as an example is in the previous two plans, like a stock plan or a plan you got off online, you're not going to get a lighting plan for that um, or you're not going to have as much fine-tuned interior design services for that, whereas a custom house sorry like I said you're really going to kind of delve into those details and your custom package is just going to just yeah it's very heavily detailed and, and so it should be when you're working on your custom dream home right yeah sorry yeah no 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 that's great I I yeah I can really appreciate that you know like um I guess the other thing too is that often people don't understand the differences of what value you're getting out of different levels of, of plans and 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 the functionality in the home uh, it, I always I always wish that it would be yeah, I was able to just uh, be a fly on the wall for a week of, of the person um, just living there and watching how somebody navigates their life because the amount of inefficiencies you could take out of somebody's life by just knowing their like idiosyncrasies of what's you know do they put their keys at the front door do they put them by their bed do they yeah. you know uh, there's could be all sorts of things that that are you know how when you come in the door do you do the jackets just end up on the floor because they don't make it to the they end up on the railing instead of in the closet yeah. because the closet's too far yeah. or you know, some people are um, big cooks, so the amount of distance that it takes to go from the garage to the kitchen might be important with bringing groceries back and forth. Yeah. Um, also, like thinking about where you actually spend your time in the house is important. Um, I don't think that people really take enough time to actually understand how they actually live their life before designing a house plan. Because if you were, you'd be able to cut down on the square footage and increase your the quality instead of having a McMansion that has very little value except for square footage and you know in in a house you're you're paying for that square footage so even just the amount of space that you have for hallways or or how you plan out your house great super easy to design a huge house 
because you can just put wherever you move pieces around, but now you paid for all that space. The floor finish, the framing, the labor in which all of that had to come together. Um, where if you do some space planning about, you know, your furniture or maybe what you're hoping to get down the road that you can really start to kind of cozy your spaces up and, and most people don't like so much volume, but it seems like more and more houses are the ideal is this volume of space that really doesn't make you feel very comfortable in. Um, so, you know, even just how, how high the ceilings are in certain areas, you know, it, it, it is great to have vaulted to kind of give this volume and this uh, sense of space to certain rooms, but other rooms you're going to want the ceilings maybe a little lower. So you feel cozy. You don't feel like you're like this uh, entity that's kind of floating in, in and amongst this yeah. stuff yeah. or lack of stuff in some houses where you built a house and you can't even, you know, put the furnishings in to fill it in to make it feel like it's livable. As a new mother too, I don't understand, you know, wanting to clean that amount of space either. It would be so overwhelming. But I also wanted to say too, um, I think it's really important to ask, like, I often ask clients, like, what's on your wish list? But another good question to ask is like, what do you absolutely hate in your house? Like, what do you just despise and can like, could just, would be so happy to never see again? Um, I think it's important to kind of like zero in on a client's like their their positive wants and needs, but also their negative sort of experiences in their past homes and stuff. So it's yeah. funny you say that because when I've got <laughs> new new um, apprentices or laborers, um, and they they always say, "Well, I don't know what I want to do," and it's like, "Well, really, I feel like up until you're about twenty five, you should be trying to figure out what you don't want to do." Yeah, that's, because yeah. And, you know, if, if you could get that sorted out, a lot, lot more people would be happy, I think. I agree. Yeah. Because yeah, you just go, you're like, oh, go to sc- whatever, go to school. And next thing you know, you're doing this thing and you've paid all this money and you're in debt. And you, the only way that you can pay it off is by continuing down this road that you hate. And yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It kind of loops back to the same kind of idea where if you know what you don't like, then you know what we, do, we don't want to put in the house. and. Can I just use myself as an yeah. as an example there? Yeah. I know that you had done an introduction in the beginning about why I went into interior design. So I they say hindsight is twenty twenty, and adding on to what Jordan said about how it's important to kind of figure out what you don't want, I feel like that probably saves a lot of time. And a prime example of that is um, I took a degree in interior design, and now I'm continuing my studies as an architectural CAD technician. Um, an architectural and building technology. And if I could go back and, you know, do this over again, it would save me probably three or four years of school. I would have probably just had to take a two-year diploma to become the architectural CAD tech I am now, which is what the job that I love. And I do appreciate and love interior design, but when it comes to fit and finishes, I, I struggle with it. It's not my it's not my jam. I would prefer to work with the building code and the zoning and the space planning and the exterior concept. So just sort of felt that was really relevant to what Jordan was saying in, I guess, uh, yeah, really hindsight is twenty twenty. So when it comes to thinking about your custom plans, just you really have to sit down, put the thought in, figure out your, your likes and your dislikes. And it's easier. It's going to be easier for you to narrow down your dislikes because you don't really sit and pay attention 
to the good things sometimes, right? But you do pay attention to the things that are like, oh, this drives me nuts, this door swing. Yeah. So you really, you know, get those out of the way, all the all the cons, and then you can work on all the beautiful pros and the wish lists and pay attention to how you function in your house and the spaces you love. Yeah, no, that's great. I've been super happy with with the us being able to, you know, um, work through these these ideas and and actually, hopefully this year we're we're hoping to um, build out some um, uh, uh, stock plans of carriage houses, um, and we're going to try and start putting some pricing towards that. So there's certain costs that are very specific to um, the land, but we'd like to be able to deliver something so that people have a good idea of, you know. Uh, a, a pretty good budget on what something like that would cost. We're gonna hopefully do it in a couple of different, you know, let's call them avatars of who that who that customer is, uh, or who's gonna be occupying that building, so that um, it functions well for that that type of person. So there'll be, um, you know, maybe your your parents are now moving uh, into your house, or your parents are moving from the house to uh, the carriage house. Maybe another way that we could approach that is that uh, uh, your kids are, you know, coming of age and they want to find their own space, but, you know, they're out trying to look for a place to rent and you're going, oh my God, how are they ever going to do this? So you build them a carriage house. Another option too is the fact that if if you're a handy type person and you wanted to have a carriage house where the bottom floor was dedicated to the, the services in which you either offer or or you like to have a shop, a wood shop or, or a metal shop or whatever that happens to be and, and then you know the renters are paying for that space for you. So that's another great advantage of being able to utilize the land that you have. And, and there's a lot of properties in Nanaimo that could um, um, get a carriage house. So um, if you have any interest in trying to build a carriage house at your property, let us know and we'd love to um, be able to offer those services to you. Um, yeah, so that was, yeah. Another thing that we could add to that too is um, more an income property as well. Mm. Like if you if you're in a higher dense density area of town and you think okay, maybe we can get a small carriage house for somebody passing through to do business or something. College or, too, maybe exactly yeah, university. Closer. It would be good close to the university village. So just think very economical, small, compact for maybe an international student or a local student, whatever. Yeah. But uh, just another sort of uh, another spin to put on the carriage house as well. Income property and. I mean, I'd be interested to hear what anybody has. Is there any other end user you think that we should sort of um, think about? Yeah, yeah, think about when it comes to designing like a small, a small functional space. Um, what but, we're sorry, go ahead. No, no, oh, yeah, no, it yeah. is something that we're, it is something that we're working on right now. So um, yeah, hopefully we'll get that out uh, in the next little while. Um, and uh, when it is available, we'll let you know on the podcast or or even um, through our social media. I really appreciate. Do you have much any anything more to add? No, not. No. I think yeah. I think we gave a pretty well-rounded explanation, cool. of the breakdown of what we could provide to them. So Sweet. yeah, yeah. So yet again, on our website, we're gonna have um, for every podcast. There's gonna be a blog post. Maybe not every, but for the there's gonna be a fair amount. Um, and we're looking forward to actually having some other people come and and join us at the table. I think that would be great. Yeah. Um, and um, throughout this, um, we're going to be trying to share more about construction and uh, make sure that everybody understands. Because you know what, that 
everybody has their job that they do and and you know it's important to understand that there's a lot to construction and there's a lot of different ways that you know um, things can be priced um, and we always get the cost per square foot type questions and and we'll get into that at some point but um, yeah Anyways, I really appreciate uh, everybody uh, watching episode two, uh, Better Building with Buck. And at Buck Robertson Contracting, we do contracting with communication. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs>